it's Chris. Hey, hey, it's Chanel. Welcome back to another episode of Same, Same, But Different. We're so excited that you can join us today uh, in true SSBD fashion. How you feeling? Yeah. Uh, so today I am, um, I'm a lots of feelings. I'm a little nervous because the conversation we're about to have, uh, but I'm also, I'm feeling fresh in the, mm. in the sense, uh, so I'm, this is, I'm just going to get this awkward out the, I'm just going to get it out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm doing a juice cleanse. Yes, I'm drinking out of a measuring cup because it has to be 16 ounces. Uh, and of course I could have made it pretty important to the cup, but that means more dishes. So <laughs> we're not, we're not doing all that, but I am feeling fresh because this is my, while well, I've juiced before, I've never done like a multi-day juice where it replaces all my meals. So it's been an interesting experience so far of myself because I like the flavor of the juice and whatnot. It's just this is making me pre present to just the mental of it all and how I'm thinking or feeling about it and what I'm projecting and um, kind of being surprised by like, oh, these are the mental narratives that I have or this is this is how I'm limiting myself. Right. Um and just hearing all of that. So fresh in the way of like, I'm drinking this really amazing fresh juice, but I'm also experiencing myself newly. Uh, and I'm just ready. I'm ready for where we're going to go today. I love it. I love it. New feeling. I think in a similar vein, but different. Haha. -ha, same, same, but different. <laughs> um, I feel, okay, so I'm going to try to explain this. This is complex. I feel strong. Like renewed, okay. empowered, but like deep in my body. If this means so, like well under my skin, like in my core, grounded, like ten toes down. I'm in it. Like I got some sleep, <laughs> um, and just really feel renewed, empowered, and I'm excited for where that takes me and what comes next from that. But just feeling so in in my own body and like unified in mind and body which is always a challenge in my universe so um yeah i'm i'm that's, excited that's good i have an invitation for you around oh. that oh okay <laughs> my image is like i never know how they go <laughs> it's always your choice to accept or not right i my invitation would be is to harness this feeling and like all of it right like what you're feeling how you're being your perspective and all of this because you're you'll need to revisit this you know yeah. um, and being able to like call back on this feeling uh, I, I think it's to feel grounded especially I mean what you said just made me think about like the gut like from the center you know I, I heard somebody originally call the belly button our original mouth Mm. right you know you think umbilical cord how we got our food things like that and yeah. so there's so much in in our core and our guts uh where life began and so to hear you feel so secure so connected all the things uh from a deep inner sense like i think that's really 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 powerful and my invitation is just like develop a relationship with like a knowing behind this feeling so then you can call on it as you need it, as you navigate whatever may come, yeah. um, because you are a level up as far as your age. So happy belated birthday and the, the newness of what may come in this year for you. Yeah, 
this is definitely going to be an interesting year, you know, uh, been in it for a minute, but I'm, I feel like this is a really good year to like celebrate all year. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like, and not in the like, oh, I'm having a party every month or something crazy, but just like really take stock of where I am. I have this, um, which is a, an interesting rabbit hole, but I had this conversation recently actually with a couple of friends and I was like, do you realize that this is the time that we've been fighting for? Like all of the sacrifices, all of the hard work, those like really hard underpaid jobs, those moments, those spaces where we bit our tongue, those sacrifices for the future. It's now like it is now. It was probably then too, right? Like living and being in the present. But I think the space of like knowing enough and, and feeling empowered enough and, you know, secure enough and all of the things it's now to do all the things, to be the person, to, to say yes, to move forward. And so, um, I'm reminding myself that this, like, this just feels like a really powerful year for that. So I am, I'm leaning into that all year. (laughs) Uh, go ahead. No, that's, it's just so good because I love that you bring up celebration, just thinking about one of our previous episodes around growth and celebration, right? And so, so much of that, you know, and the, and the little moments that we get to celebrate. So in hearing you say like, no, I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean like this big party or this big to do, but finding time to acknowledge the growth and celebrate that and all of this. So it's really cool to see that you're already kicking this year of your life, right? This new year of your life in, uh, in that fashion, but then also um, so much of what you're saying also just, reminds me of today's topic yeah i was about to i was brainwaves perfect i'm gonna ask because you get to go first today um so we are talking today about the power of your yes and the power of your no and i think even even before we get into the details of the yes or the no it's just like your power and moving in that confidently um so what does that look like for you right now what what's going on in your world Yes, I love that you are focusing on the power aspect of that first. That, for me, historically in my life, I didn't realize that there was power in yes or no. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was giving up my power uh, by saying yes or no, and most importantly, by doing it and not being clear or not being secure and confident uh, and intentional with my yes and or my no. Um, I am a, I've said this to to some other friends before, I'm a reformed people pleaser. Um, (laughs) And and with that came a whole journey around, that I'm still very much in, around embracing, you know, the one word sentence that is no and being okay with that. Yeah. I think most importantly, like, so much of what I said definitely was more focused on like outward, but I'm realizing the there is a deep importance of doing that within myself. To your point that you talked about a moment ago, of like this deep inner knowing, this deep inner connection that you're feeling, there's so much of that where it starts for me internally. Like I have to be 100% clear of how I say yes or no with intention or no intention to myself first. Yeah. And that on loudspeaker, given to what I am experiencing now in life, I, I didn't realize I was using my power and keeping myself. I, that, that's actually what I talked in another episode about depression a little bit. That was one of the catalysts for my depression was yeah. 
not having an intention around my yes or no when it came to experiencing life and being out in the world and money. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, it's it's so layered, it's so complex. And I think even as you say that, like, I have definitely, I've definitely been there. <laughs> I can't handle your measuring cup. I have definitely been there and definitely thought about that. And uh, it is, it is almost laughable to me now, the things and the positions I put myself in because I was too afraid to speak up or, you know, being in situations like growing up, it, like was always told, make sure even if you go out on a date, if you're thinking or hoping or whatever, if, even if a guy says he's going to pay, like always be prepared to like get yourself out of a situation and to be able to get home. And there were these times where I'm like, can, you know, thinking about like, okay, one money, do I have whatever it takes, you know, thinking about cars, who's driving, what would an Uber cost or, you know, like just all of these different factors. And I think more importantly, it, at this point, it is all of the ways in which it caused me to not be present. Mm -hmm. Because the whole night that I'm thinking about like a price tag and my younger, younger self was thinking about what is the guy going to expect in return for this? You know, like, do I, am I prepared to have the, okay, just because you bought dinner, we're not having sex conversation. Like, and so all of the ways in which I wasn't present. And I think our friendship has been such a beautiful reminder for me and, and not even a reminder, a lesson, like full on day one. Oh, I missed this class in just having honest conversations up front and clearly setting expectations <clears throat> before we go out. This is the budget. This is the type of experience I would like to have. This is what I'm looking for in a relationship. This is what I'm hoping to get from you. This is how I feel about it. This is where I'm unsure. And I invite you into this process with me. And it is so refreshing, but I don't I don't even think there was like a, a place in my mind where that felt like a really good example to have that up front, you know? And I think I've always heard be honest, be upfront, but that level of, and it's weird because I want to say vulnerability, but it's really empowerment. Like, and, and the two can exist as I lose an earring exist at the same time um, is, how do I move into that and how do I feel good about it and how do I allow myself and the other person to be present? Because so often when I think about the conversations and acting on these things that we've talked about, it's not just me that feels better. Mm -hmm. We're both in this together. And what's crazy, and I promise you, I feel like I just, Priya Parker, I heard you, I listened to your book or I, I read your book and, uh, you know, I think about The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker from a standpoint of, and I read it first and I absorbed it from the context of group outings, from work conferences, from weddings, large scale events, event planning, things that I've done. I don't think I thought about applying it in more intimate one on one relationships, whether friendships or romantic. But what does it mean to uh, have a firm understanding and establish what could happen, you know, and then leave space that things could change, but that in the middle of it, we, talk about it before the change happens and someone's implicated in something or going along with something that they're not comfortable with. Yes. 
all of that. I mean, you just summed up so many of my experiences in this. And it's so important because so much of what you said, what I heard is like, we didn't have people that taught us this level of communication. So there's, there's this desire to want that clarity, but not even knowing that it's possible. And then not even knowing how, once you realize it is possible, then it's this whole learning process of like, I need, I need to now practice doing yeah. this. And, and that could be really challenging because you are, you have to unlearn all the things you have to, for me, it's been, I've had to learn to remove all the justifications that I would put up as, as to justify why I wouldn't say something or why I wouldn't say a no or a yes. And for most of the time I would, in certain situations, I, it was always safe to just be a maybe. It was always maybe. so safe. I, we'll see where I, it goes. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you know, may, perhaps I'm just going to go with the flow. I think we talked about that before, right? <laughs> um, versus, like, creating the flow. Um, and then and then in, in, in this experience, being having upsets because it didn't go the way that I expected. And that's when I start to realize, oh, wait, I had expectations and I never I never spoke on them. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and then, of course, to your point about, like, once you have the conversation, the other person's feeling good. In my example, I'm upset because I have, you know, I had expectations that I didn't speak to. And then now how does that person, the other person feel? Because right. it's a mutual experience, right? And then realizing, like, oh, you know, it's kind of like baking and knowing that you need the salt but forgetting it. And not, yeah. right? But, and not knowing that, like, Oh, you forgot the salt until you go to taste this thing, and you're like, mm, it needs something, and it's this little, this little one fourth teaspoon of salt. <laughs> you oh, know, sorry. <laughs> so my juice cleanse does to me. I'm talking about baking. <laughs> but I, and I bring up the one fourth because it's it seems like this minute small thing that will make the biggest of differences. You right. know, especially when it comes to the outcomes of your experience. You know, and I. I have to, I'm really, really, really grateful. Um, I might say yes to something right now, but I might change my mind. And in the moment, I, I, you know, I might be a no, and I want just the freedom to, to do that. And so I've had to learn ways to give my, my yes and my no, my intended yes and no, a platform where there can be some, some shift and some growth as needed. Uh, and, that, and that hasn't been easy but it's been worth it yeah i think in in list don't laugh at me um you're measuring cup good lord um in in listening to you say that i'm thinking about all of the reasons why i haven't done that in the past and i am acknowledging it I also kind of hate that I'm about to say this, but I think a lot of it is the layers of being perceived as like demanding, like especially in the context of a, a romantic relationship or even like professional relationship to be a demanding or angry black woman or aggressive, you know, some of these terms. And so trying to, allow space for other people, but also knowing what it is that I want and trying to figure out the balance between that. Like, I know this meeting could have been an email. And, but if we're going to have this email, these are the three things we need to do. Let's hit them fast and let's get out. We bet all have time, but especially 
in a space in the South and in a context where, like, social currency is important, like, understanding that certain people need to feel involved in power and how that happens has, like, I've definitely gotten slapped on the hand about that, you know, like, professionally, you know, about what that looks like. And so the idea of, like, a more intimate relationship or, like, partner, it feels demanding. And I know, like, I am generally a pretty direct person. It Once I've decided a thing, it's a thing. And I'm, like, ready to move on it because I want the mental space to move on to the next thing. There's unfortunately probably a forever checklist in my mind. And so once I've made a decision, let's go. But I am trying to figure out the balance of and, and respect and honor the fact that other people are not necessarily as direct. And so what does it look like for me to say the thing, be clear about my intentions, own my power and my truth, and then share that with other people. And the reality, the hard part of that is that sometimes it's not reciprocated, understood, respected, received with the intention that I gave it, even in trying to hold space. And that is so many jumble, so much jumbling of feelings and emotions, because this is also still relatively new for me, like this level of honesty. Um, I had a whole, this earring and I, I had a whole, um, understanding and revelation even for myself this last year um that there's been a lot of things you don't want to say because it feels like a soundbite that's going to come back and bite you in the butt later but acknowledging how much trauma I had from various situations in my life and how that showed up in relationships and you know, doing the work and trying to work through it and trying to, you know, you do the best that you can with what you have at the moment, but really think, thank you, my therapist, sweet, sweet woman uh, that listens to all my mess, but like finally getting to a point in therapy that I can say, I have never shown up wholly for a relationship Mm. in the past. It doesn't mean I didn't have relationships, uh, but and I apologize, but thank you to anyone that I've been in a relationship with before. But um, I was not capable of showing up wholly, you know, and I hope I don't say this again in 10 years. But, like, there were so many things that inhibited me, even just the perception issues around saying what I wanted or saying yes or owning my power or saying no confidently that inhibited me from showing up as a whole person ready to play be on the court you know even even though that's what I wanted it I was not capable of it because there were so many things that pulled me away from even being able to recognize let alone identify live in my authentic self and that is that was really powerful and also really hard for me to understand about myself it was rough it felt great because I was like, oh, my God, now I got it. Let's move forward. And it was also like, what have I been doing? <laughs> so it's so great because, you know, what I'm hearing from you, your, your intended yes around reflection, right? And, and even therapy. Therapy is a form of, of reflection, right? And being able to have somebody listen to you in a constructive way where they will – mirror back what you said in a constructive way that allows you to do the work around that because all of that you know how possible would that be to your point about not wanting to say this again in 10 years 
how how you help yourself from not doing that is reflection and then taking on new actions, right? Yeah. Having a knowing and doing all that work. And that, for me right there, is just a beautiful example of a powerful intended yes. It's not easy to choose to, you know, embrace therapy, especially, you know, given the cultural context of, of you know, our, our, our world that we live in, right, or our families, all the things. And so much of what you said earlier, you brought up the layers of the different areas in life, right? So I, it makes me think about the divided lives conversations we yeah. have. Like we get to be intimately honest with our partners, right, or our friends, but can we be that honest and direct in professional settings? And so to your beautiful point, there is a dance around knowing when, when it works and when it doesn't apply, which I think makes the journey around in a powerful intended yes or no even harder Yeah, because there's many different places and spaces where – that either can be celebrated or it can be dangerous, you know, uh, for lack of a better word. But I, yeah, I, and what does it look like to just embrace that? And so the freedom to change my mind also gives me the grace of being like, I know I said this, but I really didn't mean it. I was playing nice because this also brings up the the conversation of being nice versus kind. Yeah. And that as a as a reform pleaser, I had to learn that being nice is rooted in the human condition looking good and avoiding looking bad, right? And so I would do nice things. I would say nice things. I would say yes because I didn't want to hurt someone's feelings, even though I was a hell no, right? Um, and then the, the kindness is, you know, is choosing that intended, direct, clear yes or no and being able to bask in that. It, this makes me – you brought up Priya Parker in her book. Speaking of books, this makes me think of uh, The Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz, um, and he's a phenomenal author. Uh, he has many, many books, so please check him out. Um, the Four Agreements is a great one to start with because yeah. they are these four agreements that you choose to live your life. Like it's it's an invitation, right? And um, the first one is be impeccable with your word. Oof. And, and it's such it's so layered. Like I, I you know, when I first I had to read about this first agreement about four times and listen to two different podcasts about how people break it down to understand the complex layering of what it means to be impeccable with your word. Because initially for me, it's like, oh, mean what you say and say what you mean. Like, I got that completely. Understand that, right? Right. But there's, uh, there's this other aspect of it where it's understanding how you can use your word against you, right? Like saying yes when you mean no. Right. Or like, let's say we're in an argument. Right. And you did something to me that upset me and I feel justified calling you out of your name. Right. Perceivably, it would be like, well, yeah, you she did that to you. So you calling out her name like that makes sense. Right. But now how are you going to feel against me after I called you out your name? Right. And that right there is being impeccable with is not being impeccable with your word because you can use your word against yourself. Yeah. Right. Talking trash about someone, even if it's justified, like you're you're calling that negative energy and presence to you saying yes, when you really mean no, you're using your word against yourself. And that blew my mind. And I'm still learning the depths of what it means to really be impeccable with my word and noticing those moments where I and, and anything but impeccable my, my word and then the fear that's attached to that the layers right the fear the shame the blame the guilt right and then 
And then there's always an invitation to go and clean it up, which is like one of the other. I'm like, this has to get harder. Like, wait, now I, I actually can go back and I can change my mind. <laughs> I can go clean that up and be like, oh, my bad. I said that, but I was being kind. I was being nice. I was being small. I was low vibration. Like, I'm still learning how well, I can do this right now in this conversation. An actual act, it is not easy, as it may seem, based on how I'm saying it. It is really challenging for me. Oh, it is so hard it is I mean this is practice right like this is and this is also us removed like we're you're not standing in front of your person I'm not in the middle of like a work meeting or some of the past relationships like you know we're in it like we're in our safe space to have this conversation and so yeah absolutely different um kind of combining two concepts that you said the people pleasing and being impeccable with your word I a couple of months ago heard this concept of people pleasing being a form of manipulation and it blew my mind in a way that like generally speaking I don't think I would have named myself as a people pleaser but this idea that by people pleasing you are manipulating the person or situation that you are in uh, because you are showing them a version of yourself or an outcome that you think that they will desire so you are manipulating them into a yes uh based on how you have shape-shifted yourself and so mm. when you are not being authentically yourself saying yes when you mean it saying no when you mean it then you don't experience yourself authentically but no one else around you or that situation cannot experience you authentically either so it's just these layers of lies that are built on top of each other and like the idea that you spend your whole life like that is mind-blowing but also deeply saddening to me and it made me think especially um <clears throat> I can't believe I'm about to say this but like as a woman the times where I feel like I needed to say yes or or say things because and again all of the layers because I would be perceived as too aggressive or mm -hmm be seen as too domineering or um I'm aggressive as opposed to you know where men are in the situation oh he's such a great leader he's you know taking charge and for me I've gotten so many oh she's a prima donna she's a no I'm getting shit done right like we have stuff to do and we are moving through it if you have something to say say it and I'm again learning have learned working on schools to make space for other people grounding meetings having conversation leaving space for introverts different form of communication and feedback and all of these things but there's so many times that I was like okay if you say so or oh we're gonna let this happen organically we'll just see what happens when we get there knowing that my event plan brain is freaking out because this is about to be a disaster that we're walking into because there's no structure and you can't let 150 people just at the same time it will be chaos and so all of those moments but it's the how do I say those things and so I think that is the to your point about it it being easier said than done like how do I do this? And knowing that I am actively working to get to this point doesn't mean that everyone around me is. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, it's so interesting because what I hear us both talking about is our, these external experiences around other people and, and even some of the assumptions, right? Like saying yes because I think this person wants to hear that or because I am, I don't want to lose this thing, right? So the layers of how we say yes or no based on fear, based on shame, blame, guilt, the idea of loss, Right. Um, all these things, but how, how much they're influenced by the people around us. Well, right? I, I think the other thing to add to that list is the perception of power. Mm, say more about that. So, like, yes, it's shame, blame, guilt, fear, all of these things that sometimes lead us to do these things. But in thinking about it, sometimes saying yes to get to the win, like I'm playing the long game. I may lose this battle, but I, I'm going to win the war, you know okay, what are the small compromises to get to where I need to go? You know, and I think that is a, a personal thing that you have to decide and like perspective. You know, I was uh, actually hosting, hosting Music Bingo uh, last night and I had a couple, they were joking, you know, but it, it just resonates for me. This couple, the guy was like, the husband was like, oh, she's music illiterate. And I was like, are you, you know, because I'm, me are you gonna let him talk about you like that in front of your face and she's like girl I don't pay him no mind I don't pay him no attention and he goes she really doesn't and so like is that an empowered thing is that you know picking and choosing your battles for the sake of the marriage like are you gonna pick a fight and so I think it's very much like you have to decide in the in the moment in the situation and even thinking about like one of my most recent jobs there were times I said yes or said no knowing that I was gonna lose short term for a long term win it didn't change that internally I was not in alignment mm. but it was given all of the circumstances this was at that point the best way that I could figure out how to navigate through that situation that was me taking stepping back in power perceived you know it's just all the layers and the complexity yeah, well, I, I, perception is a huge part of it, right? I think perception shows up in, in the majority of our conversations, and you know that that yeah, the idea power is just a whole another episode on itself, right? And how we perceive power socially, um, you know, versus individually and and whatnot. So, I think one of the things I really want to sit with with regards to what you just shared is so much of what I was hearing was that you getting into the intention. Yeah. Right. Like if you know it's a long game thing, right? Like that's more of an intended thing, right? Even the 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 bantering back and forth between couples. It's like, yeah, okay, I am not gonna put stock into this. I'm not gonna say yes to this, right? Or I'm intentionally say no to this because I'm clear on the long game. And I think as I start to develop what it looks like for me to embrace the power of my yes and my no, it is so much of that, like getting quiet, being still, making these observations. It's layered. It is layered. It's complex, but it also is extremely situational. And it is, for me, the how is make no assumptions, right? Interesting enough, that's another agreement within the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Make no assumptions, right? Because I, when I look at my my yes or no's that were disempowering ones that weren't of intention, all of them, I made some assumption at some point, you know, and I didn't have a clarifying conversation around all of it, right? And so while these things are also very challenging, it does bring me back to like the simplicity of it all. You know, a time ago in my life, I did a course in computer networking and security, 
And one of the things, um, uh, yeah, yeah. One of the one of the most memorable things from that experience was this acronym KISS. Yeah. And they used it. I know many people know this acronym now. Um, they used it in the context of if something is broken, remember to kiss first. Keep it simple, silly. They use another word. I chose to use silly because it's more playful and less disempowering. Yeah. Yes, I'm that intentional with words. Um, but uh, it's it's usually keep it simple, stupid. But I say keep it simple, silly, and 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 just go in the basics. And so I, when it comes to my yes and my no, I'm learning to apply that kiss. Yeah. Right. And you and I talk so much about play, play and practice. Right. Like that. For me, when I embrace this, well, especially if it's challenging and I know like, oh, I'm, I'm having some emotions, some feelings around this, is, I'm uncomfortable, I bring in the perspective of this is an opportunity to practice and play. I just need to practice and play. And while it's an outward thing that involves someone else, I have to leave this, I, uh, you know, a certain percentage that they may not like it, they may not agree with it, they may not want it, but that doesn't mean that I have to become insecure within myself. If they're in disagreement, they don't want it. it. It doesn't. It just means another opportunity to practice and play and figure out what does work. Yeah. You know, especially in the context of intimate romantic relationships, but also that like, while it's beautiful that I get to have this with one particular person, I I I'd be lying if I'd say I don't want this with the world. You know, I know some things we should just be reserved with for our partners and whatnot. Um, and largely I'd like to leave that to the bedroom. Um, <laughs> you know, but I think this level of communication and the power of my yes and no, that's something I would, I want with all people and all things. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I think it's, it, I think I want that with all people as it is a reflection of me being in alignment with myself. Yes. M- me being closer seeking learning evolving as my authentic self and I think that's even a thing is like oh I want to get back to my authentic self well my authentic self is now older and moving forward and is changing and so constantly learning and and assessing myself in that space and bringing other people into that invitation into that space to to learn and grow with me or to help me grow um yeah I think it's a whole it's a whole process and again just like, I feel like all my chakras are, like, in alignment, and I want to keep them there, you know? Um, I'm going to ask the hard question today. Um, so, for you, definitely beautiful example of a thing that you were saying yes to in this space right now. Um, do you have an example of a powerful no that you have said? Um, oh, that's such a good question. I, I mean, most, most of the powerful ones that I think to is like really saying no to myself around how I'm willing to show up and what I'm willing to um, put myself through and or put up with. Uh, If I think about the past couple of years, my most powerful no that I've made was, was around myself and, and knowing what I'm, what I'm willing to put up with or not willing to put up anymore from a, from a relationship perspective. And I use relationship very generalistic if, from all things. So that's professional, that is friendship, that is romantic. There's a certain, like, I need to be seen in connection with people. And I had to say no to no longer being seen. Yeah. 
that's beautiful. And I think the thing that really, the tiny bit that, well, all of it, but the tiny thing that really stood out for me is the ownership and that I didn't know myself well enough for them to even see. So, cause I think it would be so easy to be like, they were at fault. They should have seen me. They should have, you know, stepped up in a different way. But I think it's so important to, to acknowledge that they can't do that if you don't know what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. And that you may just need space to figure out what that is. And that is yeah. okay. And I think that is a beautiful thing. And I think that is the knowing and that even in the, in the no is a yes for yourself right. at the same time. And I think that's also a thing, you know, I feel like a broken record. Two things can be true at the same time, but like your no to that job is a yes to you. And not even necessarily a yes in that this is a path forward, a yes in in the space to play and discover. And that is beautiful and powerful. Yeah, I think there definitely is the the light switch effect or like the yin and yang when it comes to yes or no. Once you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Once you say no to something, you're open for a yes to something else, right? And so it is this beautiful ebb and flow. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons for me is just embracing it. And that's where the idea of being okay with changing my mind comes from is a part of that, that ebb and flow. And so at this part of the conversation, it makes me wonder like what, when it comes to our listeners, based on what we've talked about and and maybe even things that we haven't talked about yet in the context of your yes and your no, the power of your yes and your no, what, what invitations might you see for our listeners in this conversation? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing is, or the question that I would ask is, do you know, and by know, I mean, do you feel like when you know, do you feel what a confident yes or no feels like for you? It doesn't matter, I think, what the thing is, but like, do you have a point of reference to know a time where you were like wholly grounded in your yes or your no. And I don't mean like, okay, bagel or eggs for breakfast, but like something that felt significant to you. I mean, maybe that is a significant thing. Let me not judge, but like something at the point being that something significant, something not so flippant, but as a point of reference, because that is what I'm learning right now is like, I don't know that I was conscious of that before. And if I had those moments that I wasn't present enough to them to know that that was the feeling I was chasing in every decision and in every relationship that I was looking at. And so now that I can feel it, I can identify it, then I know that that is what I'm pursuing. And so do you have that point of reference? And how are you chasing that feeling, that confident yes or no, that powerful yes or no in multiple spheres of your life? I love that question. And that question makes me want to extend invitation to our listeners around what you just said when it comes to allowing the knowing to become a feeling. I think that's very beautiful. And we both can be heady people. And I know a big part of our journeys have been making this intentional connection between the head and the body and the feelings of it all. And so for anybody who can't relate to what Chanel just said and the question that she gave my invitation to you would be is what does it look like? What does it look like to ensure that you are having a beautiful flow between your thoughts and your feelings? Right. To help develop that that power around your yes and your no. And I think to, to get a little nerdy about this for a second, we started with the original mouth being your belly button. I think if you don't know what that means, 
because even feeling is a whole process that I am still practicing and learning. How does it feel in your gut? And we also often talk about, oh, I had this feeling in my stomach, this feeling in my gut, or I had butterflies or whatever. Like the science of the serotonin receptors that is in your stomach. And it's like, I think there's almost more or the same number of serotonin receptors in your stomach as there is in your head. So when you, when you think a thing, if it doesn't align with your stomach, trust that there is, there is knowing in your stomach, there is knowing in your gut. And those two things should feel in alignment. And, and that is the thing that you're like, I mean, and, and there's more to it, but if, if you're starting with what a feeling is, start there. Because you say so, right? Like I love this is a powerful invitation to even understand that. So I, I really want to know what our listeners are getting from this. Hit us up with the DMs or in the comments. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Thank you for joining us for this episode. It is a privilege to share our experiences and reflections with you. Our goal isn't to have you just agree with us. Our hope is that you'll be inspired to look within and consider some of the same questions and perspectives for yourself. We invite you to continue to curate a brave space for yourself, exploring and embracing your growth and celebrating your power, ownership, peace, and joy. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram and Facebook at ssbd.thepodcast. We look forward to connecting with you. Follow and share the podcast on all major platforms. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the podcast as that helps us grow.